John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars from Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast I don't know, John, there may be people fighting for this title, but I'm going to I'm going to introduce this week's guest as our number one logger outside of the Southern California region and that, and maybe <laughs> even tied with that person. I'm thinking of my sister. Well, I mean, we, we, we may need our log historian to corroborate this. Who, but. Do, who is our log historian again? Do we have that assigned? I can't remember. Uh, Grayson. Oh, yes, yes, Grayson, yeah. Oh, Grayson might be giving us a run for our money here, too. I got, I'm going to start talking to my guest, Dylan, to our guest, Dylan, before I inter- in a, introduce him. But, yeah, Grayson might give Dylan a run for his money. Let, let's, let's, not, uh, let's not delay it any longer. Dylan is, um, is a good friend of mine, and he's coming to us from Be- Beatrice, Nebraska. Did I get that right, Dylan? Yes, that's how the locals say it, Beatrice. Pronounced, I mean, not pronounced, spelled Beatrice, but yeah, I just learned he's in Beatrice, Nebraska. So Dylan, Dylan Delharo is here. Thanks for coming on, man. And and I was alluding to the fact that you, uh, you listen to every episode every Thursday, right? Yes, I think save one week. Uh, it's one of my uh-huh. Thursday morning routines. Usually when I'm washing the dishes, uh, sometimes uh, taking the shower. So we're the di- we're the dishwashing showering podcast. That's what we've always been known as, <laughs> and um, and and so that's why I introduced Dylan as as maybe our number one logging fan. In ter- this is not to discredit any other of our loggers. We love you all, but just in terms of listening with frequency, and um, and we so appreciate that. And if there are other people who do it, oh, yeah. l- let us know. And we'll shout you out, and we'll say, "Never mind, Dylan. You've lost the you've lost the title, and and now it's this person I, who said hi to I, us." I, I mean, and the easiest way to tell us that you're the number one listener is going to patreon.com slash lack of genius and and putting in the highest amount of money there per month and that'll tell us that you're the number one fan you'll get all the shout outs in the world dylan we are so honored to have you tell us what you're quizzing us on today the quiz is on woody guthrie musician uh artist mostly known for his music though and not to not to put words in your mouth, but you you don't necessarily consider yourself a an expert on Woody Guthrie. You you have just recently become a fan of his. Is that accurate? Or what, what would you describe your Woody Guthrie journey as? Yeah, for sure, not an expert, uh, just a, a recent interest. Yeah, Dylan. Um, when we first launched this podcast, was maybe maybe Dylan the first person to reach out to me about it and say you were excited and. And so we've, from day one, been emailing about the idea of having Dylan on and and um, brainstorm some ideas. And then I kind of lost track of things. And then he presented this idea of Woody Guthrie. And I was like, I know nothing about Woody Guthrie. Very little. I'm, I'm, I don't even want to try to guess what I know about Woody Guthrie because I'm worried that I'm wrong. So I was like, yes, let's learn about this this person that I, that I think is a... I have a feeling I'm going to be an admirer of by the end of this quiz. So um, yes, I was counting on that you didn't know a whole lot, but that you would like be surprised by some of the the things that Woody has in common, maybe with you or. Uh, yeah, he's just a very interesting figure for sure. Wow. Well, yeah, you should always count on me not knowing a lot. First of all, that's <laughs> rule number one. And now I'm excited because you brought it back to Kevin. You, <laughs> you, you brought it back to me, and now my my ego is like, oh, 
okay, there's something good here going yeah. on. My, my question for you, Dylan, is without spoiling the quiz, what like what caused you to you know all of a sudden gain this interest in in Woody Guthrie? Yeah, I'm trying to think of whether it, it spoils anything or not. Um, <laughs> I think I think I'll save that though for for oh. after the quiz. I can I can share you share share that with you then. A little teaser there. Th- that's what we call a teaser in the business, Dylan. Well done. <laughs> Tidy up. Before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. Dylan, if I'm not mistaken, you asked me a question about that Tidy Up jingle via email. Do you remember what it was? I was curious if someone else was singing along with you. Yes. And I think you you asked if it might be my sister, perhaps. Yes. Which the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is that's all me, baby. You know what would be really uh, embarrassing, but maybe I should do, is isolate each of my vocals on that and just play them raw. And I don't know why I just suggested that because now I feel like I'm gonna have to do it. But it is, I sang in this terrible falsetto and you know, when you put it all together, yeah, it sounds a little wacky, but it, it works. Uh, oh man, but on its own, it's gonna be nasty. That could be your post-show uh, sound. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh my gosh, Dylan. If you stay till the end, you just might hear it this episode. But anyways, uh, what we we do have one thing that we want to tidy up, and it's something we brought up in our in our um, last week's episode about Fourth of July, and that is we just wanted to again promote Alyssa Rocca's um, upcoming performance that you can live stream. Paradoxopera.org is the short way to say it. I mean, just go to that website. But John and I, uh, you know, really both appreciate what Alyssa brought to our episode, and um, and we we actually. This is a, another tease that we're putting in is that we are in touch with her about bringing her back on for an episode. I don't we don't know when yet, but that's in the future. And we don't know about what. But. And we don't we don't even know what she's going to quiz us on yet. Maybe it'll be this opera that we're plugging right now. <laughs> but um, maybe, we, maybe we should both watch it the, the day after the series this comes yeah, out. Yeah, so. exactly. If if you don't show up, John, then you know I'm going to beat you on that quiz. So you might want to show up. Paradoxopera.org, where she um, is putting on COVID Chronicles. It's all the info you need is at that website. But um, as of the release of this episode, um, this Friday, July 15th, is the day of the performance at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So um, you can mm-hmm. figure out when that is your time. We'd really like our law community to go out and support her. So uh, so feel free to show up for that. I mean, and even if you don't think you'll like opera, at least just go and watch it and mute it. You know, give her the give her the stream, John. That's really good thinking. You can literally just leave your computer running, and it's one more number in the audience. There you go. So if you don't have the time, or or you're cooking dinner and you can't pay attention, just throw it on and um, just get all your computers in the house running and uh, and throw up paradoxopera.org and watch Alyssa's performance. I mean, and if you want to do the same thing for our YouTube channel, I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> just push play on all the lack of genius videos, please. It's time to take a quiz or two. Lack of Genius Podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. Kevin. Yeah? Have you ever been so tired where you thought that you're 
drink was empty when in reality it wasn't. Oh no! <laughs> Is this what I, I saw you pick up a Mountain Dew can because it looks so little in your giant man hands? Yeah. It, what what yeah, happened? I, I, I totally, I totally, I was like, I need to get some water, and then I just happened <laughs> to pick up the Mountain Dew, thinking that it was empty. Check that it was empty. But no, it was like half full. So this was a good this was a good experience. You're like, oh my gosh, I still yes. have more. Yes. Oh, there's nothing but like it. Just it just goes to show how tired I am. <laughs> that means your brain power is lower, and um, and now I am the favorite to win this episode. So it, I now it's have possible since I do know a little bit about Woody Guthrie. Oh, interesting. And his son. And his son. Oh my gosh, Dylan, what do you what's going through your mind right now as as he says that? Are you like, oh, he knows too much? No, I I anticipated that John would probably be more familiar. And so I was trying to make this quiz <laughs> in mind that uh Kevin, this would be maybe new to you, and, and John would uh-huh. be able to probably even say some things that <laughs> I don't know about it. John's pretty good at that. John's pretty good at coming up with things that nobody else seems to know about something. It's, it's, it's a skill. Well, man, Dylan, so we appreciate you not just being here and making the quiz, but putting such thought into it and thinking about our personalities and what we may or may not know. I love hearing the depth of thought that goes in. So I, you know me, I could ramble on. I'm going to shut up now and hand it off to you. It <laughs> sounds like the, the quiz is going to tell the story of what we have going on here with Woody Guthrie. So uh, Dylan, take it away, my friend. That's right. And it's an honor to be on. I've been I've been dreaming about it for a long time. I wondered if I'd have to be a patron before you you would allow me on. So I, I I'm glad that <laughs> you're gracious enough that uh yeah, I'll leave it at that. All right. First question, true or false? Woody Guthrie was named after 28th US President Woodrow Wilson. I'm going to say false because I knowing when Woody Guthrie was alive like mm-hmm. when he was really big I feel like he would have already been born before Woodrow Wilson was president well we know from the pre-show when when Woody Guthrie was born don't we do you remember yeah it was today no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of the day that this episode drops July right. 14th is his 110th right. birthday right so he's born in 1912. And I'm yeah. trying to remember when Woodrow Wilson was. That's something I would not know because I am terrible at things. But here's why I'm so uh, conflicted is because, and maybe maybe this is the one advantage I might have on this quiz is that I know Dylan, and Dylan is a very clever, witty, intelligent person, and so I could see him being very clever with coming up with things like this, like oh. I've, you know, it would be fun is just to randomly throw in that Woody comes from Woodrow Wilson, but it could also just be a thousand percent true. You know, this is this is right. why this is why I love these quizzes. I mean, I do know that Woodrow Wilson wasn't exactly the greatest person, which is somewhat antithetical to Woody Guthrie. Yes, but Woody uh, wouldn't have had a choice in what his parents right. named him, right? So that's interesting. Right. Could be ironic. Could be more all the more reason why it being true would be interesting. Yeah, I'm still gonna go with false. <sighs> I really want to choose opposite of you, but I'm going to choose false just going off the logic of, okay, maybe Dylan made this up and we're going to, we're going to it'll set the tone for the rest of the quiz. So we're both choosing false, Dylan. The answer is false. Oh, God. John, you got, you got the logic, but not for the, the same reason, though. He was named after Woodrow Wilson, but he was only a presidential candidate at the time. He wasn't elected until November that year. And then, so he wasn't, 
president. He wasn't inaugurated until the next year. Okay. So so we're going with semantics there. Yeah, I wanted to set the precedent that there might be some twists in these questions. Yeah, and this is this is 1000% welcome. That is probably the what's the word I want to use here? That is probably the the trickiest twist that we've had on a quiz, I think. And and I love it. Like it's not that Yes, Woody Guthrie was named after Woodrow Wilson. That is true, but not after the 28th U.S. president, Woodrow Wilson, right? That's the that's what we're dealing with. That is amazing, Dylan. That is amazing. I'm going to name my child after you, Dylan. <laughs> Your next dog. Uh, yeah, I, maybe it's a safer bet to name to name my dog, Dylan. Uh, but I'll name, but I I will name him or her. I'll name him the. Your, it'll be Dylan Del Haro. It'll be the whole thing, and, and I'll say it every time. Uh, warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number two. Truth or lies? <laughs> Woody Guthrie became friends with famous author George Orwell. Okay, well now, now I'm I'm afraid of every question officially because the wording of this, like, it feels very deliberate. Woody Guthrie became friends with famous author George Orwell. What if he became friends with George Orwell before he was a famous author? And so that's what makes it false. Now we just don't know, John. We're playing with fire right. now. I'm going to go with true. I mean, I, I, George Orwell, he wrote 1984, which is a very anti-fascist literature. Woody Guthrie was also very anti-fascist. In fact, he had a written on his guitar that this this machine kills fascists, um, wow. which is where Tom Morello gets that from because he has that on his guitar. Yeah, I'm doing it. Um, John, <laughs> knowledge, bombs. I would just, let's just get that out of the way now. Unless I'm completely wrong. <laughs> I, I, I think that's the case. So I there's a lot of overlap in their ideologies, I think. Okay. To where they would become friends. So assuming there's nothing tricky here, you're saying, yeah, that, that this makes sense logically. Right. Now, see, now I'm like, okay, what if he wasn't famous? What if Woody Guthrie became friends with a different famous author? What if somebody else other than Woody Guthrie became friends with George Orwell? There are many, but... John, as much as I, again, want to choose opposite of you, I think I'm going to choose true on this one as well. I think we're both going to choose true. Well, John, you thought just what I wanted you to think. Oh, man. They do have similar uh, politics, but they did not know each other as far as I know. Uh, it lies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, and, and by the way, if we can you imagine if one of us had chosen false and we if we chose false, but the answer was really lies, then we we wouldn't have gotten points for that, would we? No, that I won't be that pedantic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, Kevin, y you were also right. Woo! He was friends with a different famous author, John Steinbeck. Okay, uh, who wrote Grapes of Wrath? Yes. Uh, would he grow up? in Oklahoma during the Dust Bowl, during the Great Depression. And John, you know about one of his sons, but mm -hmm. uh, do you know about uh, his son, Jode, or Jody? He named after one of the, the main characters from the book. Tom Jode. Grapes of Wrath. And he wrote a song called The Ballad of Tom Jode. Mm -hmm. But uh, like you, Kevin, he didn't read the book. He only watched the movie three times. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. Oh, that's incredible. Well, and, and Kevin, you being a Rage fan, should yeah. know the song "The Ballad of Tom Joad." In fact, yeah. well, it's the Ghost of Tom mm. Joad. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's oh, the yeah. Ghost, but it's, but that's a yeah. different song than than Woody Gu Woody Guthrie is the Ballad of Tom right. Joad, and then yeah, and that's gosh, that full circle moment to your Tom Morello mention. That's so cool. 
uh, you know, we're two, we're two questions in and I'm already like, oh my gosh, I need to do a deep dive into Woody Guthrie. <laughs> All it took was two questions and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm already a fan of this guy. And you probably know a lot of his music already. I probably do. After all, this land is your land. Yeah, that's this that's, land is my land. So that's the one that I'm pretty sure I I could I could attribute to Woody Guthrie. But outside of that, I don't think I could name a single song, at least for a fact. You know. All right, Dylan. Um, we're one for two, right? We're tied because we've yep. given the same answers, and one, we're one for two to start. Yeah. Cool. Where are we going next, Dylan? All right. Question three: Correct or incorrect? <laughs> Woody had a job singing. And giving edgy commentary on a Los Angeles radio station. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. Okay, so correct or incorrect is the are the choices here, John. Don't you forget it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, here's what I'm wondering is you at the beginning of this show mentioned that I may find something similar with Woody Guthrie and myself. And I work in radio, and you know that about me, Dylan. And so, but he also knows your music too. Yes, exactly. Now, I have never. This is a fun opportunity to talk about myself more. Um, I've never <laughs> sang on the radio, but I don't think I've shared this on here. I have actually had one of my songs played on Los Angeles radio when I was. Uh, I was the board op for Rodney on the Rock, Rodney Bingenheimer, who's kind of an LA legend and and broke a lot of bands in LA on K Rock. And near the end of his run on, on K-Rock, this is several years now, I was his board op and it was, a, it was a job unlike any other radio job because he still played off of CDs at, that, at this time in like whatever that was, 2000, maybe 14 or so. Playing off of CDs was like ancient. Nobody did that. But he would always, <laughs> he'd hand me a CD and he'd say, cut four. And that was not a good Rodney impression, but he has a high pitched voice like that. And I'd put it in and I have to load it up. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is that I released some Halloween songs and his assistant followed me on Facebook and heard one of them and said, oh my God, you got to get Rodney to play it. Rodney Bingenheimer played my song, one of my Halloween songs on the radio <laughs> one, one year is the long way that I'm telling that story. So I've never sang on the radio, but my, not live, but my voice has been on there. So anyways, uh, now that I've taken up all this time, I'm choosing true because I want it to be true. And, and I love the radio connection. And oh, I'm sorry, I'm choosing correct as opposed to incorrect. Maybe the, you know what is interesting and now I'm afraid to choose to change my choice, but <laughs> Los Angeles seems like a weird market for Woody Guthrie to be in for some reason. And so now I'm wondering if this is incorrect because Los Angeles, it's all of it's true except for the fact that it's not a Los Angeles radio station. <sighs> I'm changing to incorrect. I'm doing I'm it. I'm still going with correct. Okay, we're going opposite. How do we do, Dylan? The answer is correct. <laughs> That's for me. That's for Dylan. That's for John. I overthought it. <laughs> You're playing mind games on me, Dylan. That's great. Uh, yes, I was hoping to just uh, ask the question and then sit back and watch the mind games. It's, it's happening exactly but, as you envisioned it. <laughs> <laughs> so he moved from Oklahoma to Texas briefly, but after the Dust Bowl, uh, Woody hitchhiked, hopped trains, and walked to Los Angeles during his travels. And when he got to oh. LA, he sang and played music and painted signs and uh, did a little bit of bootlegging on the side to make money. But his musical talent landed him on a radio show, um, but he was eventually let go because giving edgy commentary wasn't a part of his position description. (laughs) But uh, true or false, all of the following statements are true. So there's some logic in this one. Okay. A, his sister died in a fire when he was a kid. Mm. B, his mother threw a kerosene lamp on his father when he was sleeping. C, 
His daughter died of a fire when she was four years old. Oh, my God. And D, he burned his right arm while living in Florida, splashing gasoline on a campfire, rendering him unable to play guitar after that. What? I mean, if this was all true, if I was a part of the Guthrie family, I would stay absolutely clear of anything yep. flammable. No matches in the house. Just don't cook food. Nothing, nothing hot. That's, yeah, essentially, if the, if the question being true or false, all of the following statements are true. Is that is that true or false? And all of them are pretty right. tragic fire things. Sister died in a fire when he was a kid. Mother threw a kerosene lamp on his father when he was sleeping. See, his daughter died in a fire. His daughter died in a fire when she was four. And then he burned his right arm while living in Florida, splashing gasoline on a campfire, renting him unable to play guitar again. Wow. If I, mean, he, I, I could see a few of those happening. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, B could have caused A. Yeah, the mother throwing kerosene on the father could have caused the fire that tragically led to a sister dying as a kid. Right. And th and then the, the thing that's hard for me to believe is the, the, the end of D where he burned his own arm splashing gasoline on a campfire, rendering him unable to play guitar again. Did, did Woody Guthrie, the last however long after this of his life, was he not able to play guitar? I... That feels like the kind of thing that we as a culture should know. Most of, I would guess most people don't know. Right. If that's true, I would guess most people don't know that fact, but maybe it's not true. I'm going with false just, I mean, it's entirely possible that they're all true, but. Yeah, the odds are in your favor to choose false, right? Right. Because there could just be, like, for example, maybe he wasn't living in Florida when he splashed the gasoline fire. Exactly. All right, so you're choosing false, right? Yeah. Do you have a lead on me right now? You do. Oh, gosh. Yeah, now just one. Now we're getting into this. Yeah, so I could Did choose. Did you want to tie it or possibly I, I go up by two? Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I think I got to go big here. I think I got I got to <laughs> choose true. And I kind of want to because it's just so like. Out there? I'm going to choose true. Let's let's. It's just so out there and it would be so tragic. And it's probably going to be tragic either way. But I'm choosing true. You're choosing false, John? Yeah. All right, Dylan. The madness is over. What do we got? The answer is true. Yes. The, the end was for you, John. <laughs> I, I figured. <laughs> what? All of these are true, but Dylan? A and B. That's right. But A and B were not connected. Separate fires. No. Four, so these are four totally separate fire, inc tragic fire incidences that happened in Woody Guthrie's life is what you're saying. Yeah. I think A, the sister was having a fight with the mom. She uh, was so upset that she like set some clothes on fire and it lit up stuff. She died wow. as a result of that fire. Do you know? Do you know the story of why the mother threw a kerosene lamp on his father? Yeah, that might become evident later on. Okay. Okay. So, do you have any more on the fire stuff, or is that is that going to come up later? No, nothing else on it. Okay. okay. I'm ready to go to the next question. Okay. Uh, true or false? Both are true or false. So both of these following statements are true or false. Woody often performed with a guitar that had the following words on it. This machine kills fascists. And B, Woody's father was a member of the KKK. Okay, so we have two statements here. And just to be clear, we're, we're choosing whether bo either both of them are true or both of them are false. Right. Right. I know A is true. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I do too <laughs> because of you. So the question really is... Is B true? Is B true? 
if it is true, then the answer to the question is true. Both are right. Both are true. But if it's false, then the answer is false because one is true and one is false. Right. Pretty sure I said that exactly right. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing true. I'm. I think that's. In fact, that maybe this is the reason why he got burned at the stake on his bed with the kerosene lamp because he was a, a terrible racist KKK member. And he did live in Oklahoma. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah, I think I'm going to go true as well. I don't know. Or it's what Dylan wants us to think, but if, if it is, he got us. And we're, uh, yeah, okay, so we're both choosing true. Yes, you had the unfair advantage of knowledge on that one. It is true. <laughs> yeah, he borrowed that phrase from industrial workers who were putting those words on their manufacturing machines, like lathes that were making supplies for the war. And <sighs> his dad was a member of the local KKK. He attended a lynching of a mother wow. and child a year before Woody was born. Wow. Wow. He was in it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What a, what a crazy fact knowing who Woody Guthrie is and then to be able to say, mm-hmm. yeah, his father was a KKK member. So, so, so bizarre. Yeah, the apple did fall far from the tree. The apple did fall far from the tree. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was just going to say, I, I, I've got knowledge on Woody Guthrie because of Arlo Guthrie, his son. Yes. And, you know, I, I grew up listening to his stuff because of my parents. And in fact, before I was born, I was still in utero. I, that's what I was referred to as Arlo. Really? Uh, yeah, before my parents chose a name. Oh, why didn't um, they stick with Arlo? I was just going to say, that's I know, such a right? solid name. Don't get me wrong. John is great, but man, Arlo is <laughs> sick. I never call things sick. That's how good of a name it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm curious, Dylan, if you could now answer the question of what got you interested in Woody? Well, are we there yet? Not we yet. We do have more questions. Not yet. Oh, do no, we? Yeah, yeah. I just, I yeah. just scrolled ahead. It, oh. I didn't have to go for the for the big win. I'm glad I did. But we have we have five. ten all together. Yeah, there's ten all together. And oh, I, mean, I didn't know that. I thought we were just doing five. I know, I know. This oh. is, we just took we just took a turn. We just took a turn. Okay, so so we didn't end up tied. Yeah. Okay. So we, yeah, we got five more questions to settle this out. Yeah, let's just go for it then. Okay. Uh, number six, right or wrong? <laughs> Woody Guthrie's most well known song, "This Land Is Your Land," was written in critical response to U.S. immigration policy. Boy, that sure seems like it would be true, doesn't it, John? To me, it does. It, uh, yeah, I think it's wrong, though. I think it's more with environmental policy and, you know, the usage of land. Interesting. Interesting, John, which, yeah. Because with Woody Guthrie growing up in Oklahoma, you know, major farming and ranch and everything. So he has an understanding of land in that aspect and and the u.s did not do a great job with land use at the time i was thinking this could be true just because you know i it's weird you almost you hear that song and you really think of it as almost a patriotic song but oh yeah but i you know i don't think people think of woody guthrie as patriotic necessarily but i guess there's a it just depends on what your definition of being a patriot is really um, I don't know, John, I, you, you, you convinced me that it might be about the environment. So I'm going to choose wrong based on your logic, <laughs> both going with wrong. Well, you are right. It is wrong, <laughs> but for the wrong reasons. Oh, <laughs> Hey, at least we got, well, all we care about is the answer. Let's move on. We don't need right. to hear more about that. No, just joking. <laughs> it was actually written in critical response to the song, God bless America. He was hearing that song so much and he, he didn't like it. Wow. Um, originally Woody's song was a parody titled God Bless America for Me. And later he switched those words with this land was made for you and me. 
But wow. uh, you're right. The song sounds and is used for like patriotic purposes. You know, it's something that we sing as kids. But there are two verses that are often omitted and that weren't on mm. like the original recording because he mm. was doing it to make some money. So, yeah, I'd like to read those verses uh, for you if I could. Please. Totally. So, yeah, they, and they become at the end of the song. The first is, there's a big high wall there that tried to stop me. Sign was painted. It said private property. But on the back side, it didn't say nothing. That side was made for you and me. And then the, the last one, uh, in the squares of the city, in the shadow of the steeple, by the relief office, I seen my people. As they stood there hungry, I stood there asking, is this land made for you and me? Wow. Oh, that's good. And it's crazy because that's, that's I mean, especially in the world we live in, you know, that sounds like a tweet, right? right? It's like, that's, that's not a controversial take by any means now, but then... To, to question like, what do you think? No, this is not the greatest place to live. Look at this inequality that exists. Look at these. Look at these hungry oh, that, people. That, everywhere. I mean, that, that's still that's still controversial. Yeah, but I guess I, I guess what I mean by that is, and it's because of the internet. Anybody, everybody can post it. If you're on that side of it, anybody can say that. It's not like right. it's not like a big risk to say something like that. But yeah, controversial. You're right. It's, well, it's, depending on where you live. Yeah, yeah, this is true. I'm definitely coming from a left coast. Bubble for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm guessing if Dylan put a big sign that had that the first verse or even the second verse in his yard, it would probably get defaced or something like that pretty quick. Yeah. Same yeah. with me. No, that's a that's a that's a humbling thing to hear because you're right. I sometimes I forget how much of a bubble I'm in here and and uh, yeah, and it really changes the the whole meaning of the song. Uh, yeah. To mm -hmm. to end in that question, I mean, there's it's the first. Uh, verse with imagery of people and buildings, you know, representing church and state. Yeah, and it points out that inequality. Um, but you know, at at the time he was writing the song and recording it, uh, you know, he he was making some compromises in omitting those verses, the ones that he wrote, uh, because you know he was trying to pay the bills too. He had a lot of kids. Yeah, as we know, we at least he at least had a daughter, and we know of a son named Arlo. But um, and another one. Do we know we know about another one for sure? Oh yeah, because yeah, you joke. mentioned them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What a dilemma that's really has existed as long as really as long as there's been a capitalist society of like, mm -hmm. where what can I compromise? Because it turns out I need this green stuff we call money to live and to take care of the people I love and care for. Wow. Oh, so fascinating. What a great question, Dylan. So much, so much good information there. Yeah. Thanks for engaging in the conversation. All right, we're going on to number seven. All right. Uh, yes or no, mm. would he served in the Navy? Short and sweet, did he serve in the Navy? Yes or no? I mean, it would it would kind of surprise me to hear that he did, which makes me want to actually choose yes that he did <laughs> because it doesn't seem like he would have. Do you, do you think you know this, John? I'm... Looks like you're thinking. You're, you're basically pounding your head against the microphone like, I know this, right. I know this. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what it was, but I watched something... With Arlo, oh okay. And I feel like he was talking about his dad a little bit. Gosh, I'm and I'm definitely now having second thoughts because I'm like, maybe he served in the army, not the navy. <laughs> <laughs> True or false? Dylan is playing mind games with Kevin. 
That's a true. We're still tied, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because we both chose the same answer on six. So we both still have two answers correct, I believe. I'm going to stick with yes since I said it so quickly. Just to choose it. I'm sticking with yes, too. Okay, we're both saying that Woody did serve in the Navy. No, he did not serve in the Navy. Uh, Initially, he wanted to be a USO entertainer, but his offer was declined. Uh, Uncle Sam said, no, thank you. Oh, Uh, wow. He served in a few tours of the Merchant Marines, which is military adjacent, Uh uh, you know, close to the Navy, uh, formally working in the kitchen and singing informally. So in doing that, he was able to dodge the draft a little bit longer, Mm. but Uncle Sam sought Woody out to test his loyalties. So Woody was was drafted in the army, Kevin, uh, (laughs) but the same day that Germany... Surrendered to the Allies. Wow. While he was in the army, he was commissioned to write songs about the dangers of venereal disease. Really? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Were these songs basically um, intended for the troops, like, who are going abroad and, like, hey, you know, be careful about who you're sleeping with, essentially? Yeah, I I I assume so, but I didn't think to, like, try to find any of those songs. uh, Oh, I'm going to find... All of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Venereal disease and you. <laughs> I would, I mean, I'm, I'm probably, I would love to find at least one of them. I'd be so curious. And maybe they don't yeah. exist. Maybe they were just yeah. saying in, per, but I, I like I, that I'm he, sure there's an archive deep in the Pentagon that has. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The, I like that he was denied to be um, a performer, but still got the opportunity to use his musical gifts to to help, right? I guess to spread awareness, <laughs> spread awareness instead of uh, venereal diseases is what he did. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow! All right, we we both missed that. Do, do you have more on that? Yeah. No. Yeah, I think we're ready to to move on to question eight. Then, uh, believe it or not, Woody recorded two children's albums. Wow. All right, so here's another potential uh, connection to, to old Kevin here, which you ha- had alluded to as a person who has written children's songs and working on launching a, a children's project. So I would guess for sure he has some children's songs in his in his repertoire. Whether it's two children's albums or not would be what I'm debating because I just think his the folky songwriting style very much fits the the children kind of easily digestible songs, I guess is what I'm saying. And I don't say that as a bad thing. I I I, I love when songwriting can be written in a way that's just like, wow, yeah, that that works or something about that rhyme pattern. I'm going to believe it. I'm believing it. Me too. I mean, j- just think about, you know, how many children's albums have this land is your land on it. I know. Well, that's the thing. We we already referenced that growing up as kids, we we heard this land is your land. But yeah, so so are we both believing it? Well, are, are we correct in both believing it? That's, that's the, the question. question. So we're both choosing believe it. And, right. and now we're going to find out whether we're correct in our belief. You are believers and it paid off. <laughs> yeah, the, the first album was called Nursery Days and the second Songs to Grow On for Mother and Child. And as far as I know, I don't think the This Land is Your Land was on either of those. The The songs were a lot more, you know, simple uh, and meant for like much younger audience, like a very repetitive, very silly. I, I'm really starting to see why Dylan, as someone who who knows me, could see why this quiz is exciting me because he's he's got children's songs, he's got political songs, he's got venereal disease songs, and it's just like, 
everything everything up my alley, you know? Next up from Ranger Gouda, for those in the uh, <laughs> high school age range, <laughs> how to prevent venereal disease. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, how my, that's how my career is going to progress. I'm going to stay with the same. I'm going to start with like toddlers, and I'm just going to keep my songs progressing with them until they reach high school, and then I'll start all over again. By the way, I haven't even mentioned how, gr- how talented a drummer Dylan is. That's one of the first things I think I learned about you. In fact, I met you probably when you were... 14 or something and you were in a band called duct tape with with matt uh why am i blanking on his last name right now Uh, yeah mcintosh matt matt and molly mcintosh and you i saw you play the yeah you're a very talented musician yourself by the way we should give you all that credit Uh, thank you yeah i forgot about that show it was at a district conference i think yeah and it was i think we played through like the pa system for the vocals (laughs) and then out of the amps for the guitars so it was like Pretty awful sounding. <laughs> it probably sounded terrible. But it was but good. It was good times. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. I, but for me, as someone who hadn't been to a ton of concerts and and seeing people that I knew and loved on stage, I was. I remember that we were all so into it, and we were all. I remember all like weekend or all whatever it was. We were all like, "Oh, we're gonna see duct tape tonight. We're all gonna see duct tape tonight." We were. We were all so excited. You guys knocked it out. Duct tape reunion. You heard it here first. It's not going to be happening in Beatrice, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Reunion show in Beatrice, Nebraska for duct tape. I'll be there. I'll be there. All right, Dylan, what, what, are we ready for number nine uh, with each of us having three correct answers? Yeah, we're, we're coming to a close. All right. Uh, two more questions to go. Accurate or baloney? Nice. The CIA visited Woody while he was in, a psychi- in, while he was in psychiatric hospitals. <sighs> Accurate or baloney? Well, well done on the. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what number ten is. Uh, not even. I, I, I'm guessing it's a true or false question. Yeah, but not even so much for the question itself. I'm like, or maybe maybe he reverted back to true or false. I almost want to predict what another one could be. Believe it or not, was good. I never would have come up with that one. All right, the CIA visited Woody while he was in psychiatric hospitals. I'm going with true. You're going to say accurate. Yep. I'm going to choose baloney just to make this thing interesting and um, and choose something different <laughs> than you. And because it's fun to say baloney as many times as possible. So John's choosing accurate. I'm choosing baloney. What do we got? It's baloney. It's baloney for oh. Forgiven. Oh, I took the lead. It was the FBI. Wow. They kept tabs on him uh, from at least 1941 to the end of his life, 1967. When they learned that he was succumbing to a fatal disease, they lowered his status from threat to potential threat. Wow. Uh, Woody spent the last <laughs> 13 years of his life in psychiatric hospitals due to having a neurological degenerative, con- degenerative condition called Huntington's disease. It's a hereditary condition and is described as having like the symptoms of a combination of ALS and Parkinson's mm. and Alzheimer's. Wow. Uh, Marjorie, his second of three wives, took up the mantle of caring for his health needs during the last phase of his life. And she went on to found the Huntington's Disease Society of America. It's like the largest wow. uh, HD organization. And because it's hereditary, uh, it can be traced. You know, you, you see it through his family. His mom had it. Uh, and so she was put in an asylum after the whole kerosene lamp incident. Um, oh she d- she died due to complications of the disease. He died when he was 55 from HD and wow. two of 
Dinquity's daughters died of it when they were both each 41 years old. Wow, very hereditary then. Oh my goodness. You mentioned ALS, you mentioned Alzheimer's, you mentioned Parkinson's. Those are each one of those on their own are are devastating mm-hmm. diseases and and so d- there was some kind of did you say it's kind of like having all those or he had symptoms of all of those? Yeah, HD is described as being a combination of all of those <laughs> or or looking like, you know, having like the motor parts, the the memory issues. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, that affects some pretty some pretty major functions in in one's yeah. life. Um, wow. But this is part of the reason I became interested in Woody. But HD is something that impacts my family. Uh, my grandma just died of uh, complications due to HD. Wow! Okay. Wow! In December, well, anyway. Uh huh. Well, well, condolences, Dylan. I, 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 I yeah. did not know that news, but that's so. Now you know not to, you know, not to be too personal, but is this so? Is this something that you, when you go to the doctor now, you can you do tests now to see like is this something that I'm gonna you know have to worry about? Yeah, it was a few months after Marjorie died that they discovered there was a gene. And I think it wasn't until the 90s then, like about a decade later, that they became capable of like locating and and testing for that. Wow. So it it becomes a big question for, for folks at risk then, like, do I want to know if I have the gene? It goes, it's a little more complicated. It could be a another episode, uh, maybe a more serious episode, but, um, yeah, but yeah, it is something that you, you can test for. Well, you know, uh, despite it maybe not being a, a insanely common disease, you, you've just created awareness for at least the two of mm-hmm. us sitting here. And I would guess yeah. to many people listening right now. So, uh, if nothing else, that's already been accomplished aside from probably creating people who are now new fans of Woody Guthrie, including myself. And I, the quiz isn't even done. It's not like I'm wrapping up. We, we still have one more question to go, but you, you've been, yeah. you've been doing a great job of, of raising awareness and, and educating. And I almost don't want this quiz to end, but we do have one more question to get to, don't we? Yeah. And I wanted to end on a, a, a little happier note. So here it is. The final question, <laughs> factual or fallacy? My namesake, Bob Dylan, he wrote a song for Woody called A Song for Woody. Um, your namesake, Bob Dylan, wrote a song for Woody titled A Song for Woody. What, what do you, where are your thoughts right now, John? I feel like that's factual. It does feel factual, doesn't it? Again, it, it could be it could be any number of things that wouldn't be factual. It, is Bob Dylan really Dylan's namesake? That could that could not be true. I don't know. And could the title of the song be something other than a song for Woody? Um, you're gonna choose factual. I mean, I <laughs> uh, I guess I could choose factual to basically guarantee my win, <laughs> which I'm I'm gonna go ahead and do. I'm gonna take that route. I'm gonna say that this is factual because I want it to be true and because I want to win. So we're both choosing factual. Uh, well, I brought the pin that uh, the how's the word go? Semantics. Oh, Yes, thank you. I don't know if I said if I said it right. You brought it. You brought it into the question. No, that's not. Yes, yes, because it was uh, a song to Woody. Oh, <laughs> so we both, that's sweet. So I like that. It was a song to Woody. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And it's on uh, Bob Dylan's uh, very first album, and it used a melody from one of Woody's songs, The 1913 Massacre, which Woody uh, borrowed that melody from like an old uh, English folk tune. Wow. Um, 
And then like a parenthetical note, the other original song on that first album uh, of Bob Dylan's was in the style of something that he picked up also from Woody. So when when Bob Dylan was age 19, uh, he dropped out of college in Minnesota where he grew up and made his way to New York to start playing in some of the places that Woody played and and also to visit wow. Woody in one of the psychiatric hospitals. And wow. uh, yeah, he played the song uh, for Woody. Well, and this this lineage, is, as I'm going to refer to it, may even have more ties than this, but I love to hear that you know, Woody Guthrie inspires Bob Dylan and that, well, I guess mm-hmm. Woody, Go- I was going to bring up Tom Morello, you know, that there's this branch of musicians and artists that carry on through various generations. And what a, what a cool thing to learn and to learn that your namesake is, uh, is Bob Dylan. I did, I did not know that. Yeah. That's often how I introduce myself to, to my clients or to people to help them remember is, uh, Dylan, like Bob Dylan. And then if, if folks want to get to know me more, uh, my middle name is James, like James Dean. Is James Dean your namesake for your middle name? Yeah. Okay. All right. Which, so, so Dylan, I don't know if you know this, where I live is about 10 minutes from where James mm-hmm. Dean was born. And they've got a big James Dean festival every year. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While I was at seminary, I remember some folks going to to that, uh, that festival. What, what is the town? Uh, Fairmount. Fairmount, Indiana. Or Marion. Yeah, it's well, you're in Marion. Marion and Fairmount. Yeah. Technically, the birthplace is in Marion, but he lived in Fairmount. So it's been a long time since I've referenced this, but Dylan, you probably know this, that I'm going to go to John's. To, we've already <laughs> been to Chicago, but I'm going to go to John's and we're going to go to the Troll Hole in Canton, Ohio, and we're going to play D&D, or we're going to go to the D&D convention. We're going to play hide and seek. <laughs> and now, Dylan, you're going to have to join us because we're going to have to visit your middle name, your middle namesake, James Dean's birthplace of Marion slash Fairfield, was it? Did it? No, I'm way off on that. Fairmount. Fairmount. All right. There we go. We got it added onto the list. <laughs> All right. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I can't wait to have you there. That's going to be so much fun. Well, Dylan, as in Bob Dylan, man, you knocked it out of the park. This was an ex- extraordinarily informative, clever, and fascinating quiz. And I'm so grateful to have learned not just about what he got through, but to have learned from you because I, I really cherished your friendship and value you as a human being. And uh, this was this was such a treat to have you on. So thank you is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it was a lot of sure. fun. Yeah, I've got just one more thing to, to say about how like I came into like stumbling upon Woody Guthrie is Please. That, uh, Laura and I, it's your wife uh, for listeners, have, have been visiting. We visit her grandma every weekend. Um, and uh-huh. I think it was like at the beginning of the pandemic or before I started learning how to play the ukulele. And oh. so we would play uh, music for a grandma, you know, hymns or old folk songs. We do it outside of her window at first. And now we do that in her room with masks on. Wow. But when you have a regular, you know, weekly gig, you got to kind of switch things up. So I was looking <laughs> up, you know, every every disease has its famous person, you know, Michael J. Fox for yeah. Parkinson's, uh, Lou Gehrig, AS, ALS. Uh-huh. So Woody Guthrie is kind of like the patron saint of HD. And so I thought, oh, I, I wonder, you know, what kind of songs we might be able to sing from his, you know, discography. And I thought that he was going to be just uh, like your traditional standard country music, kind of like Hank Williams. Mm-hmm. But when one of the songs came up, uh, You Fascists Are Bound to Lose, I thought there's there's more to this guy than uh, <laughs> just some folk music. Wow. So it's been a rabbit hole since then. Yep. Read that one title and it's, okay, wait, I better, I better <laughs> dig deeper. 
No, it's been a joy uh, putting the quiz together, and I've been smiling so much as we're doing this uh, that Same. my face cheeks hurt. So Mine too. It's a <laughs> real good time. Thank you. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast in your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. Tidy up before we go, go. Fix our mistakes tonight.